Be careful that you don't forget the Lord. When we forget God, our heart is filled with pride. We take our blessings for granted. And verse 19, underscore this, write it down, mark it down. When we forget God, destruction will be the final result. Hello and welcome to Light for Living. My name is Pat Kilby. I'm the pastor at Cary First Baptist Church in Cary, North Carolina. Light for Living is a podcast designed to share biblical truth from a fresh perspective with an emphasis on relevant and practical application for our life. So currently we're teaching through the book of Revelation, but today we're going to take a pause. We're going to take a break from Revelation, and I want to talk about the current, the current state of affairs uh, going on in our country and the presidential transition. So just so you'll know, this is not a talk about politics. It's not a talk about the president, the vice president, or political personalities, or political philosophy. This is a talk about how to respond to the craziness in our world. So right now, the United States is divided. There is unrest. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We've been locked down. We're transitioning to a new president, new leadership, and a new philosophy of leadership. And, you know, I'm listening. Um, I'm reading, and I'm just observing what's going on. And people inside and outside the church are just going crazy. Like I said, our, our country is divided, and some of you are in despair. You're in despair as it relates to the direction of our country because maybe you love President Trump and you loved his policies and this, that, and the other, and and you just didn't think it was gonna, you know, it's gonna work out. But guess what? Trump is not the president of the United States. But yet you're you're in despair. Some of you are delighted. You're delighted as it relates to the direction of our country. Maybe you you just support President Biden and and the new administration and the new philosophy of leadership and 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 once again you're divided. Now this divisiveness, it's tearing it's tearing apart families, it's tearing apart churches, it's tearing apart friendships. I, I'm appalled. I'm actually appalled. We've lost people from our church because people have have pushed one political agenda or another, and it's it's appalling. It's appalling. We shouldn't be pushing a political agenda as believers. We ought to be We ought to be honoring Christ with our life. So today, I want to encourage us to listen to the wisdom found in God's Word. Now, Romans chapter 15, verse 4 says this, Everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. So Paul is writing this in Romans. At this point in time, the New Testament is has not even been been written. It's not been accepted or, or codified. So he's talking about here the Old Testament. What do we learn from the Old Testament for current times such as these? Well, Revel or excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter eight verses one through twenty is a great passage of scripture. It's when Moses is talking to his people. They've just come up from Egypt where they were they were in in slavery and bondage for more than 400 years. They're out of Egypt, they're out of bondage and slavery. Now they are free. They're preparing to go into the land of Canaan. So for the first time in over 400 years, they're going to experience the privilege of what it means to live in in freedom. It is in this context that Moses gave the people of God words of wisdom to live by. 
So I want to read to you Deuteronomy chapter 8. And from the wisdom and the words found in Deuteronomy chapter 8, we're going to to learn, if we will apply this wisdom to our life, how to live in the world we're currently living in. And I believe as, as followers of Christ, as members of his church, we ought to set the standard. We ought to show the way. We shouldn't get caught up in the rhetoric. We shouldn't get caught up in uh, in political philosophies because, once again, that's not going to, in the end, it's not going to to save us or help us or save anyone else. We want to be, we want to be centered on the truth of God's word. So, if it sounds like I'm, I'm passionate, I, I am. I'm also extremely frustrated that Satan would 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 use us in this divisive language and and rhetoric. So, if we're going to live and live well and live with God's blessing on our life. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's discover the principles and apply them to our life. So here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 8, starting with verse 1. Carefully follow every command I'm giving you today. So what I do when I'm reading the Bible, I look for significant words, small phrases, and I write these down in a notebook. I circle them in my Bible. So if you're circling things, man, this is huge. The statement starts off with carefully follow every command I'm giving you today. Carefully follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and take possession of the land the Lord swore to your ancestors. Man, do you want to live that life? Do you want to to live and increase and take possession of the land the Lord has, has promised? Do you want to live a good life? a blessed life, a life that God honors, carefully follow every command I'm giving you today. So these are not political statements or political ideologies. These are principles found in the Word of God. So we would do well to read this chapter and underscore the principles. If we will know and observe these principles, we're going to live a great life, a life above the fray a life above the rhetoric, a life above the, the divisiveness. We're not going to get caught in that. So let's read, continue to read, and, and find out. Let's discover what these principles are. Verse 2, remember that the Lord your God led you on the entire journey these 40 years in the wilderness so that he might humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you by letting you go hungry. Then he gave you manna to eat, which you and your ancestors had not known, so that, you might, so that you might learn that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out, and your feet did not swell these 40 years. Keep in mind that the Lord your God has been disciplining you, just as a man disciplines his son. So keep the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams, springs, and deep water sources flowing in both valleys and hills, a land of wheat, barley, vines, figs, and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you will eat food without shortage, where you will lack nothing, a land whose rocks are iron and from hills you will mine copper. 
When you eat and are full, you will bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commands, ordinances, and statutes that I'm giving you today. When you eat and are full and build beautiful houses to live in, and your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold multiply and everything else you have increases, be careful that your heart does not become proud and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions, a thirsty land where there was no water. He brought water out of the flint rock for you. He fed you in the wilderness with manna with your ancestors or which your ancestors had not known in order to humble and test you so that in the end he might cause you to prosper. You may say to yourself, my power and my own ability have gained this wealth for me, but remember that the Lord your God gives you the power to gain wealth in order to confirm his covenant he swore to your ancestors as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods to serve them and bow and worship to them, I testify against you today that you will certainly perish like the nations the Lord is about to destroy before you. You will perish if you do not obey the Lord your God. So once again, as we read this text, I'm not going to talk about or focus on politics. I'm not going to endorse or focus on a political party, nor will I criticize a political party. Uh, this is not about political personalities or political philosophies. I want to share with you how we can live a productive life that God honors in the world in which we are living, a, a life that supersedes the divisiveness and, and once again, the, the stuff in, in, in our world in which we're living. So the words of wisdom Moses gave the people of God back in those days are still true today. If we desire the blessing of God upon our life, our family, and our nation, we would do well to understand and apply the message of Moses to the people of God. So if we desire the blessing of God upon our life, our family, and our nation, number one, recognize God's presence in the past. Look at verses 2 and following. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So as we live this life we're living, I think we need to look back at our life. And what do we see? As believers, do we see, do we recognize God's presence in the past? If we desire the blessing of God on our life, we need to remember his blessings, our blessings come from him. They don't come from politicians or promises that are empty, made by politicians. They come from God. If we give credit for our blessings to people, to policies, to political parties, that's not giving glory to God. All gifts that are good, they come from him. So if we're going to enjoy God's blessing on our own life, our family, our nation, we need to remember our blessings come from, from him. Just as God blessed the children of Israel, God has blessed the United States of America. God, in a miraculous display of his power and his grace, has blessed the United States of America 
and we are the greatest nation in the world. We didn't get here alone. Many, many people have sacrificed their life, their bodies. They've sacrificed so much so that we could have so much. Thousands of young soldiers have bravely marched onto battlefields, sailed treacherous seas, flown in the heat of battle, and gave their lives for our freedom. We have a great and godly heritage in our country. We must protect and promote our our Christian and our biblical heritage. We nullify the freedom that has been bought and paid for when we forget the presence and the grace of God, the blessing of God on our country and on our life. Psalm 33, 12 through 19 says this, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on the earth. He who forms the hearts of all who considers everything they do, no king is saved by the size of his army, no warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. So our hope is, 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 in, is in the Lord. He's the one who gives all good things. So number one, if we desire the blessing of God upon our life, our family, and our nation, we need to recognize God's presence in the past. What he's done for us in the past, his goodness, it's from him. Number two, if we desire the blessing of God upon our life, our family, and our nation, we need to observe God's word. Look at verses six through nine. Observe. Observe. Keep. Obey the commands of the Lord your God, walking in his ways or living in his ways and revering, worshiping, fearing, honoring him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams and pools of water, with springs flowing in the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vine and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When we observe God's word, when we observe his commands, we reap his blessing upon our life, our family, and our nation. When we observe God's word, we enjoy his blessing on our life, our family, and our nation. First John chapter 5, uh, verses 3, 4, and 5 say this, This is love for God to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So when when we understand the words of God and obey the words of God and understand that that victory is found only in Jesus, the Son of God, the person who believes that is the one that overcomes the world. So if we desire the blessing of God on our life, our family, and our nation, we need to recognize God's presence in the past. We need to observe God's word. We need to walk according to his ways, and we need to fear, worship, and honor him. But number three, if we desire the blessing of God on our life, our family, and our nation, we need to praise God for his blessings. When you have eaten and are satisfied, this is verse 10, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. It is proper and fitting for 
God's people to worship him. So in the midst of all the stuff we're, we're going through, understand this, that God raises up leaders and take down, takes down leaders, and, and leaders and kings, people in positions of power, are like water in the palm of his hand. So instead of getting discouraged or even delighted because we have our, our person in office, you know, we shouldn't be doing that because we should be praising God. Praise God for his blessings. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord for the good land he has given you. Praise the Lord for his blessings. It is proper and fitting for people to worship and honor the living God. Psalm 33, one and following says this, sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp, make music to him on the 10 stringed lyre, sing to him a new song, play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. You know, if we're not careful, in the United States of America, it's it's easy to replace the worship of the true and living God with, with idolatry. Now, what is idolatry? Idolatry is worshiping anything that ought to be used or using anything that ought to be worshiped. Once again, Augustine said, idolatry is worshiping anything that ought to be used or using anything that ought to be worshiped. God and God alone is worthy of our praise. So instead of instead of pushing our, our politics and our opinions and all of those things, let's live above that. Let's, let's recognize God and, and praise him because our praise of God is greater. It's greater than the noise we make when we talk about lesser things. What a word. The praise of our God is greater than the noise we make when we talk about lesser things. Praise God for his blessings. Last but not least, if we desire the blessing of God upon our life, our family, and our nation, we need to recognize God's presence in the past, observe God's law, observe God's word, We need to praise God. But number four, do not forget. Do not forget the Lord our God. Look at verse 11. Be careful. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. How do we forget the Lord our God? We fail to observe his commands, his laws and decrees that that Moses gave his people and that God is giving us. You see, otherwise, verse 12, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud. So I want to share with you three things that happen, three things that happen when we forget the Lord our God. When we forget God, number one, our heart is filled with pride, verse 14. And when our heart is filled with pride, we don't see things correctly we don't understand things correctly. We have more focus on us. The priority is on us, and it's no longer on God. Three things happen when we forget God. Our heart is filled with pride, verse 14. Number two, when we forget God, we take our blessings for granted. We take our blessings for granted. Now, I, want to, I just want to talk about this just for a second. In the United States of America, we've enjoyed freedom for so long that freedom we're exploring it at every turn and every option, and we're, we're looking at freedom without boundaries. 
freedom without boundaries. So there is no right. There is no wrong for a lot of people. And so we're dealing with a lot of things, um, especially, and, and I'll just go ahead and say this, we're, we're dealing with the, the issue of freedom, and, and we want to be so free, we don't want God or anyone else telling us how we should live or not live. So now, um, you know, homosexuality is mainstream, LBGTQ issues, transgenderism. Our Health and Human Services Secretary uh, may be good in the medical field, but it's the first openly transgender person we've had in, in America. Also, we have a, an openly homosexual uh, man serving in President uh, Biden's cabinet. So here's what I'm trying to get to. Our freedoms, we are pushing the boundaries of our freedoms. We don't want to tell anyone, and we don't want anyone telling us what's good, bad, or indifferent. If it feels good to me, I can do it, and you can't tell me I cannot. Now, you see, in America, we're blessed. We have food. We have nice houses. We have a blessed country, and we are so spoiled that we're not worried about the basic things of life. We are now exploring all these other things. In these other third world countries, they're not worried about these things. They take it is as it is. They're worrying about scratching up a piece of bread for, for breakfast or lunch or, or dinner. So Moses was saying, be careful that you don't forget God because when you forget God, you swell up with pride and you think you can believe and do anything you want to. When we take our blessings for granted, our blessings are from him. And when we blatantly rebel and walk away from him, God doesn't honor that. And I think, and some are going to listen to this podcast, and you're probably not agree, not going to agree with this. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. But I am telling you, God will not bless us when we disobey his word, period, period. When we become prideful, we think our way is good and we're not going to stand and give an account. Listen to the words of Solomon at the end of Ecclesiastes. He said, live your life and do your thing. But remember, for everything you do, for everything we do and how we live our life, we are going to stand before a holy God and give an account of our life. Remember that. So in his warning to these people who are experiencing freedom for the very first time, be careful that you don't forget the Lord. When we forget God, our heart is filled with pride. We take our blessings for granted. And verse 19, underscore this, write it down, mark it down. When we forget God, destruction will be the final result. Destruction will be the final result. Look at verse 19. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Do you think God has an opinion on right or wrong? Yes, he does. Do you think he expects us to have an opinion upon right or wrong? Yes, he does. But our opinion of right and wrong should be founded squarely and solely on the foundation of the word of God, not our political persuasions or arguments. The person that forgets the Lord will surely be destroyed. I'm just wondering, in America, how long will God have grace on us? How long will he show mercy on us? So if you're listening to this, it matters as a follower of Christ 
how we live our life. If you're listening to this and you're a member of Cary First Baptist Church, it matters how we conduct our business and it matters how we live in our community. We must be sharing and showing others the love of Jesus Christ by by how we speak and how we live. In these days of division and unrest, God is calling us to trust him and obey his word. So if we desire the blessing of God upon our life, our family, and our nation, we must recognize God's presence in the past. God has brought us to where we are. Number two, we must observe God's word. Number three, we must praise God, worship him for his blessings. And number four, if we desire the blessing of God upon our life, our family, and our nation, we must not forget the Lord our God. Now, next week, we will continue looking at Revelation chapter four, and I encourage you uh, to to tune in because it's going to get a lot faster now. We're going to finish Revelation chapter four, and I'm excited about that. We're going to move to Revelation chapter five, and then it gets real busy in Revelation chapter six. So I'm excited about that, but I needed to take a break to uh, to encourage everyone about what's going on, and let's not lose focus. Let's let's keep our eye on Christ. Let's keep our eye on His Word. So I want to encourage you to continue listening. I also want to encourage you to invite your family members, your friends, neighbors, and coworkers, and acquaintances to join us as we continue to study God's Word. Thanks for joining in today. I hope you have a great week, and thanks for. Uh, once again, joining us on Light for Living.